The Downtown Vancouver Business Improvement Association is proud to support BIV's daily Coping with COVID podcast series. And now that there is a plan to safely restart BC, we hope you'll join us in supporting your favorite local businesses. From restaurants to retail, our downtown businesses need us now more than ever. Thanks everyone and stay safe. So we've seen a myriad of federal programs introduced the past few months to combat the COVID-19 pandemic. Amongst them is the Canada Emergency Business Account, or CBA. It offers $40,000 loans, $10,000 of which is forgivable under certain conditions. But do some organizations maybe fall through the cracks in these efforts to keep the economy going? With us today, it's Mike Schilling. He's CEO of Community Savings Credit Union. Mike, I want to thank you for joining us on the program. Great to be here. Thanks very much. So, you know, obviously you guys are responding to this and we can go that into that in just a moment. But what was your initial reaction to SIBO when government introduced that uh, a couple of weeks ago? Well, I think it was a move in the right direction and actually some sort of government backed business loan. Um, community savings had been calling for that for some time. Uh, we, we saw what was going on on the ground. We saw that a lot of our business customers, our business members uh, needed a bridging loan, some sort of short term liquidity. We as a credit union, like lots of banks, were in a position. We had the, we had the money to lend, uh, but actually it was a very difficult lending environment because lots of businesses didn't have a secure future and uh, it's very difficult for the financial services industry to do anything there. So very much welcomed. It's something we were lobbying for. Um, could there be more money there? Could there could there be looser restrictions? I think, yeah, we'd, we'd always like to see more. We'd always like to be, to be able to help more of our members. Um, but I think definitely a move in the right direction. Well, the other thing that we have been monitoring, you know, from a national level, though, is Bank of Canada. They've been cutting uh, overnight rate as well. Has that been kind of the correct response, in your opinion? Have they been doing enough at this point? Um, well, doing enough is always going to be, um, I, I think, the people who are left out or the people who are just on the on the edge are going to say no. Um, but certainly, I think that's helped. And really, what we absolutely needed to see was a range of fiscal and monetary measures i think we needed to throw the whole uh, the whole kitchen sink at this um as well as things like the wage subsidy which has been when provided and again it's something which we were looking at very closely you know we look at the uh, the support that workers are getting very closely it's absolutely critical to our business model um and when the when the government announced the 10 percent wage subsidy we knew that was that was far far too too low really to seriously help any any businesses and and help keep keep people on the on the payroll the 75 percent thing was obviously a, a you know a significant swing swing and i i would say actually that as a um that as a support model announced federally was the thing which changed our modeling quite significantly um it changed why, our why was it well i just think the base you know i i believe in sort of the basics if we can keep people on the payroll if we can keep people in work and not break that employer-employee relationship, that means that the recovery is that much easier. Um, we don't have people drifting away from, from the office, from their employer. We don't have the, the very human things like the bad blood that that creates. Um, and I think we were very much looking beyond COVID and how do we, how do we fight back through this? Um, and I think that, was a, that 75% wage subsidy um, was, was a big help for that. Um, obviously, with some people, it doesn't go far enough. That's always going to be the case. But I think it was a big step. 
Well, if we're talking about employees and employers, maybe let's get into what you guys are doing to fill in some of those gaps that might exist with certain organizations, specifically with unions and their ability to access some income, or I should say some capital in order to keep uh, the doors open. Tell me a little bit about what you guys are doing as an initiative here. Well, one of the one of the things that we spotted and a bit of background here, community savings, we're the we're the largest provider of banking services to labor unions in BC. Um, so that's our thing. It's, it's something we know a lot about. We have very, very close relationships with labor unions who support over half a million workers here. Um, so one of the things that we noticed with the CBA loan uh, was that actually a lot of the private sector businesses, a lot of our small business owners weren't eligible. Uh, there have been some changes on that uh, announced last week, which is great. But one of the groups that was specifically excluded and continues to be specifically excluded were labor unions. And as I said, that's a, that makes up a, a big base of our membership. And we didn't think that was right because we see what over the last two months labor unions have been doing in terms of helping workers be safe at work. We, I think we all feel we all feel the responsibility and the importance of that. That workers are safe at work, but also those who are, whose jobs are at risk have got the right advice and right support that they can they can weather that storm without without spiraling into a financial crisis of their own. So the the people that I know and speak to every day within the labour movement are working terrifically hard right now to try to support workers right across our economy. And I think again, you know, looking at the fight back that we want to see post COVID, we need those workers to be in a strongest position as they can be. So we just didn't think it was right that labor unions right now, who who are suffering their own, some some of whom actually, some all of the labor unions across BC, they're all impacted differently, but some of them are suffering financially themselves, and it's very difficult to be able to help other people when you can't help yourself. So that's where community savings has stepped in and. And we're actually going to provide a loan, which is exactly mirroring the federal government program. We're going to provide that loan ourselves um, to labor unions and make sure that they can benefit from from that program, too. If I had to do some wild supposition, I would guess that maybe labor unions involving nurses probably doing okay right now, but maybe those involved with, say, I don't know, live events or catering. Uh, we, We have that in, say, downtown Vancouver, for example, that industry has kind of been wiped out for the time being. Is that where you're seeing kind of a, a lot of the pressure being applied uh, for these organizations? Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, we, we've seen it definitely in those sort of private sector jobs with, within the hospitality or entertainment industry. I think we all feel that. Um, and those unions really struggling. Um, Unite here, Local 40, um, the president of that union came out, who, who looks after a lot of the hotel workers in, in downtown Vancouver, for instance, amongst others. Um, really great messages of really great, strong messages coming out there. But also, you know, those guys are feeling feeling the pressure. But actually, we've seen it in some of the public sector unions um, in pockets there. Um, and we're seeing it across the board. So really, our job is to make sure that what those unions are not worried about right now is paying their own bills. What they're worried about is supporting workers in BC, um, which in turn supports the businesses um, and, and the recovery that we we want to see. And I think about maybe broadly about SIBA as well, with a lot of the small businesses looking to access money. How do you think we are stacking up right now in terms of small businesses having enough working capital right at the point where we're getting into phase two of reopening the economy where's bc and the small businesses uh, how are we performing at this point 
Well, I, I think this is, I think you talked that about phase two, right? And this has got to be a phased approach. Um, the, the federal government and uh, I think uh, provincial level two have been rolling out schemes that none of us, none of us have ever thought of before. We didn't think we were going to need, no one expected to be here. And I think that's great, but we need to keep looking at this and we, we as an organization, community savings are monitoring this on a daily basis. What, what do we need today? It was, it was different to what we needed yesterday and we need to be able to react and to be flexible um, and that works whether we're a business, whether we're a government, whoever we are. And I, I think we need to see more. Um, one of the things that we were lobbying for um, in terms of government-supported lending, I think we could go further in terms of the dollars. Um, I think they could introduce a scheme where the banks and the credit unions have skin in the game too. Um, what that ensures is that we have really strong lending decisions being made because now I, I have skin in the game and I'm, I'm going to make that strong uh, uh, lending decision and that's what actually we're good at as, as, as a credit union as, as a bank um, but we do need that government support to, to make sure that we all act in the same way um, across financial services so I would like to see the dollar amounts increase I would like to see that lenders have skin in the game I think I'm, I'm willing to take on that responsibility and I think then we we work with the best businesses with the businesses with the best plans um, who are really going to help us fight out of this um, and I think that's the economy working hopefully a little bit more normally in the way that it, it should do. Well, maybe you can give me some thoughts overall. It, it, I don't suppose it necessarily applies to what you guys do, but the LEAF program with regards to the focus on large employers, and those are for companies the, the government has described as lender of last resorts and mm -hmm. for maybe financial institutions that would look at the situation of a company that has more than $300 million in annual revenue, and they're like, well, we don't know if we necessarily want to be uh, pumping up kind of their coffers at this point. Is that still kind of the right tack for the government to take? Say, hey, if there's no other financial institution that'll take this on, the government's willing to step up to ensure that, you know, all these workers that you have will continue to be employed if you guys have to figure things out in the meantime. I, I, I'm torn actually on this one because n no one is enjoying what uh, we're seeing right now at any level of our society, personally, business, you know, across the world. Um, so I'm torn because no one wants to see the, a failure due to such, you know, may, may I call it a natural disaster such as this. But there is a principle in business, um, and those of us, you know, who, who work in this area, there is a survival of the fittest. There's a there's an efficiency of the economy, which means that the best businesses survive, they attract the capital, and and, and they thrive. And I think what I'm hearing from federal governments, and you see this across the world, really, um, is that they, they do want to apply some of those principles that a, a business which wasn't performing well, which hadn't built in the resiliency that perhaps it should have, um, should, we, should we be propping them up? Is that right, the right thing to do with public money? Um, is it the right thing to do in terms of driving the efficiency of the future economy? So I think these things need to be looked at on a on a case by case basis. That being said, I think where we're going to see catastrophic job losses um, due to uh, due to some of these problems, I think the government does need to step in because actually then you know the, standing on that principle actually causes a, a bigger problem on top of a bigger problem. But th there would need to be consequences down the line, I think, for these large employers who hadn't built in that resiliency that, um, that, that strong businesses have. Um, and, and we've seen that across the board. So obviously as a financial institution, you need to be thinking about what is coming next. Uh, I don't think anyone thinks that the numbers for the second quarter with regards to jobs, economic growth, they're not gonna be great. But if we're looking towards the third quarter, the fourth quarter, 
How do you think Canada, maybe BC, is positioned to bounce back from what is kind of the, the greatest economic you know, catastrophe that we've experienced uh, since probably the Great Depression? Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, there's a couple of things here. I think looking at BC, and I'm, I'm a newcomer to BC. I came here because it's it's such a great place. And I think I've been proved right, actually, because when we look at this from a medical point of view, there's absolutely no denying that an interna- on the international stage, BC has, has outperformed pretty much anyone else on the international stage um, in, in terms of the way that we've dealt with this medically. And I think we should be, I think we should take some pride, pride in that. And I think uh, the people here, the workers here, the businesses here, we should have some confidence on top of that about what we can achieve here um, on, the, on the West Coast of Canada. And for me, I think in terms of the fight back, I'm, 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 an, I'm a natural optimist. Um, and, and I like to I like to give things a go. And I think in terms of that fight back, we should be looking not to rebuild our economy as it was, not to kind of claw back, but let's build something better. Let's let's have a think about the resilience that we've seen in the economy. And I, I keep saying this word resilience, and I think that is absolutely going to be the key factor that we, we look at in terms of the recovery. I think we could do an amazing thing here in BC, and I think Canada uh, as a whole could could lead in that way too, in building a more resilient economy, daring to sort of think beyond what we thought of before. We've all just had to do that over the last two weeks, uh, two, two months, sorry. We've all had to do things that we didn't imagine that we could, that we thought were going to be harder, but we actually achieved them. And I think when we're looking for this economic recovery, that's what we should be thinking. We should think with real ambition. We should be proud of what we've achieved so far. We should build uh, a, an economy which has more resilient businesses, a more resilient workforce, more resilient supply chains, uh, and, and for me, a more resilient uh, financial services sector. And that's what we're trying to prove in, in our business model at Community Savings. And it's what we're trying to sort of demonstrate on the other side of this. So I think we can both agree that the economy is positioned to be restacked in a way that would allow, you know, changes, dramatic changes to be enacted. Um, I, you know, I, I hear from the prime minister uh, this week of talking about uh, mandating that everybody gets 10 days paid sick leave, for example. That's something that would not exist prior to the pandemic. Um, with all that in mind, how do you think Canada, how do you think BC will actually do that? Do you think that, you know, even though we might want to do that, I don't know, what does your gut tell you about whether or not that will actually come to fruition? Well, not only my gut, but at Community Savings, I'm going to give ourselves a little bit of a pat on the back here. Um, you know, our employees have 12 days sick day uh, sick um, entitlement every year, and we, we bank further on that. What we actually did at the start of covid recognizing that we had a sort of civic duty here was to say if any of our team needed to take sick due to covid if it's specific advice we will cover that without them having to take their sick entitlement we'll just cover it it was the right thing to do and we shouldn't see any pressure none of us none of us here would like to see people going into work if they're sick that doesn't help any of us and so we we demonstrate every day that an employer can give those sort of benefits and that sort of support to its team and still be one of the top performing credit unions in BC. So we, we, we do that every day. So it's more than my gut. It's, it's absolutely the way that we live our life every day. And I, and I, I see lots of other organizations that I talk to who treat their teams in that way. Now, that system has not been abused. None, none of my team have abused that system. We've not got everyone on leave, um, taking two weeks off. Um, what we've got is, is people working terrifically hard, um, proud of where they work, proud of what we're achieving, and really delivering it. And and as I said, you know, I'm, a, I'm an optimist. I, b- I believe in people, and I think it's absolutely realistic that employers 
decent employers, resilient employers can provide that sort of support to their workers um, and it will be paid back. Uh, it will be paid back because they will have the strongest team. They will have a team that's dedicated, that's that's uh, that's very efficient, that's, pro- pro- you know, the productivity is, is there. And um, yeah, I, I think it's absolutely something we should be looking at for. And I know prov- I know provincially, uh, the government here in BC are calling for that very strongly at a national level um, and may go out of step and provide it themselves. I, I, I think supporting workers right now is absolutely the right thing for businesses to do. And it says something about who we are. Yeah, I, I definitely get the sense talking to a lot of people across the economy that there's just going to be this new emphasis on the importance of retaining workers. And I think we're seeing that through the programs the federal government is introducing. But uh, Mike, it, it was great talking to you. And I just want to thank you for joining us on the show today. Hey, no problem. Anytime. That's Mike Schilling. He's CEO of Community Savings Credit Union. And that's it for the show today. But we'll be back soon enough. In the meantime, go to BIV.com for all the latest news and more videos as well.